الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح للأمة فكشف الله تعالى به الغم وجاهد في الله حق جهاده حتى أتاه اليقين من ربه اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الرحمة المهداة وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين وعلى أصحابه وعلى من تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون All praises belonging to Allah عز وجل May the peace and blessings be upon his beloved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family and companions in entirety we ask Allah azza wa jal on this blessed day of Friday to better the condition of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the East and West to guide us through the trials of our times and to show us an Ummah that is united and to make what's happening now in Gaza the beginning of a path road to vic- a, a, a path to victory and a road to victory and a path to change. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be with our brothers and sisters in Gaza. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them victory. 
and give them ease and accept their shuhada. Allahumma taqabbal shuhada'ahum. Allahumma hakun dima'ahum. Allahumma ansurhum ala aduwika wa aduwihim. Allahumma alayka bimantagha fil bilad. Fa'akthara fiha al-fasad. Allahumma subba alayhim sawta azab. Ya Rabbana ina nas'aluka bi asma'ika al-husna wa sifatika al-ulya. An takuna nasiran wa mu'inan wa mu'ayidan wa zahira li ikhwanina fi Filastin wa fi Gaza. اللهم ربنا عليك بمن ظلمهم اللهم عليك بمن ظلمهم اللهم عليك بمن ظلمهم وبمن رمل النساء ويتم الأطفال وهدم البيوت وانتهك الحرمات oh Allah we ask you to relieve the world of those who continue to spread corruption in it continue to transgress against innocent life and continue to transgress against your boundaries we ask you, O Allah, to give healing for the hearts of believers. Allahumma shfi sudura qawmin mu'mineen. Allahumma shfi sudura qawmin mu'mineen. Allahumma shfi sudura qawmin mu'mineen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Amma ba'd, as we've been reflecting, praying, following, observing, for a month plus what's happening in Gaza on a daily basis, there are so many scenes to reflect on. There are so many emotions triggered. Our mind right now as Muslims, as a community, as an ummah really, is being shaped in different directions by what's happening in our reality. And this is natural brothers and sisters. There are many powerful scenes from Gaza, each one of them carrying so much, so, so much ibrah, so many lessons. Like when we see children showering in the ocean, because they can't shower anywhere else. And we see that father who was asked as his children were showering in the ocean, we want to at least be clean so that when our death comes, people carry us and we're clean. The mindset of these people and the lessons they're teaching the world. When we see those scenes of the march in this past week from north to south, and it conjured very painful memories of our recent past of seeing people having to leave their homes because of the oppression that's being leveled against them. As we saw, there was another scene from this past week of a, of a 90-year-old Ghazan woman who was so adamant and so strong that she said, I'm not leaving my home. Her home destroyed. The roof hardly intact, and they're trying to plead with her, Hajja, you can't stay here, the roof's not safe, it could collapse any moment, and she's saying with the sumud and the, and the, and the insistence and persistence that is symbolic of an ummah that is awakening and coming to strength again, this 90-year-old woman teaching us as an ummah what it means to stick to our principles. And she said, I'm not leaving. I'm staying right here. 90-year-old woman, Allahu Akbar. Being very limited for all of us and what we could do to respond to this. All the cries that are coming from Gaza that we see in the various videos, they affect us. They bring pain to our hearts when people are calling out and we can't respond except by minimal means. As they're saying, O oh world, where are you? O oh Muslims, where are you? 
One of these video, one of these scenes that affected me was this person calling his friend in Gaza and giving him some advice. It's a test from Allah. Be patient. Inshallah, things will get better. And the response from this, again, powerful Ghazan, that's symbolic of a new trend in the Ummah of Muhammad Wasallam, as it is awakening. He said, this test is not for us. This test's for the rest of the world. As for us, we passed our test. Allahu Akbar. As for us, we passed our test. Gaza is testing the conscience, the conscience of the people of the world. That's what it's doing. Many, many other scenes it reminds us of a time in our past. This known story from our Islamic past from the time of the Abbasid Khalifa al-Mu'tasim Billah. As this woman from this town called Amoria in what's known today as Turkey called out, Wa Mu'tasimah. Wa Mu'tasimah. And the Mu'tasim, when he was told, this woman who was taken prisoner, called out for his help and his aid, he came with an army, responding to her call. And when he actually freed her and Amuriya returned back to Islamic rule, he said to her, please witness for me. Please witness for me that I've answered your call. Wa wakes the conscience of the ummah. We all wish we could do more. We all wish we could remove the oppression. There are things that we can do, but even with that, we wish that we didn't have to see hospitals sieged. Awful videos, even today, of people just trying to get out of a hospital and being shot at. Holding white flags, please. Kids, women, elderly people. Holding white flags, just let us get out of the hospital to get out of your way. And they're being shot at to be going, go back inside. They're sieged in one of the hospitals in Gaza. But our Iman, brothers and sisters, is in Qulan Yusibana. Illa maketaballahu lana huwa maulana wa alallahi falyatawakalil mu'minun. Our Iman, our Iman that our Quran teaches us, that awakens the heart of the mu'min, nothing will befall us except what Allah wrote for us. He is our aid. Huwa maulana. He's our aid and supporter, and our trust is in Him. Brothers and sisters, as we're at this juncture a month plus in, I need to try to bring these emotions and these feelings back home to me as a person. I need to figure out a roadmap for change. What does a roadmap for change look like? There's a way to answer that as an individual. What am I learning and how it's really changing me on the inside? And there's a way to address this as a community. What does a roadmap for change look like? like for us as a community after. After the bloodshed subsides and after things calm, and we pray that that happens as soon as possible. But the way that we answer this question starts off from a deeply spiritual place. We, brothers and sisters, cannot allow our nufus to get deceived by the observed reality. 
We learn that there is alam al-shahada, and then there's alam al-ghayb. There are things, or there's a way to assess things as they appear, and that there's something behind them in the realm of the unseen world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls us in the Qur'an as an ummah to be a people who observe past what is visible to the eyes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the people who only know ظاهر الحيات الدنيا يَعْلَمُونَ ظَاهِرًا مِّنَ الْحَيَاتِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ عَنِ الْآخِرَةِ هُمْ غَافِلُونَ They know only the outer appearances of dunya and they're utter heed, utterly heedless of the akhirah. Where does this deeply spiritual point lead us to, brothers and sisters? We need to remember that at a certain point in history, at a certain point in history, Abu Jahl and Abu Lahab and Umayyah bin Khalaf, A'immat al-Kufr, thought they had the upper hand. Thought that the decision was theirs to make. But then they were left in the trash bins of history. Forgotten of any inkling of goodness, only known for their wickedness. And our iman and our aqidah leads us to this belief in yaqeen. There's a futility to falsehood. Falsehood does not endure. The Quran promised this, promises this, and history shows this. The Quran says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ لِيَصُدُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ فَسَيُنْفِقُونَهَا ثُمَّ تَكُونُوا عَلَيْهِمْ حَسْرَةِ ثُمَّ يُغْلَبُونَ وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِلَى جَهَنَّمَ يُحْشَرُونَ the futility of falsehood is stated in this beautiful ayah of the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who have disbelieved, those who perpetuate wrongdoing and oppression, those who spread falsehood should take heed because they will spend their money. And then this money will be a source of regret for them. And then on top of this regret, they will be defeated. And on top of this defeat, they'll be gathered upon hellfire. The believer processes everything in life through this otherworldly lens. There's the lens of this dunya, and then there's the lens of the akhirah. One of these verses that highlights the awesome reality of the akhirah and how nothing escapes Allah's dominion. No, no, no. Nothing in this dunya or the akhirah escapes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's qudra. He's al-qadir, al-qadir, al-muqtadir. And this verse, this set of verses, very, very powerful verses. In the end of Surah Al-Zumar, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ وَالْأَرْضُ جَمِيعًا قَبْضَتُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَالسَّمَاوَاتُ مَطْوِيَّاتٌ بِيَمِينِهِ Subhanahu wa ta'ala amma yushrikun. Allah tells every powerful person who dares abuse his position, take heed of Allah's dominion. They have not given Allah his due right and everything will be utterly dependent on him on the day of judgment. Everything in the heavens and the earth. Then the verses go on to say, and remind us the day every arrogant tyrant will be humbled. On the day of judgment, 
المتكبرين الظلمة المعتدين they'll be gathered on their knees waiting for judgment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَصَعِقَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا مَنْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ نُفِخَ فِيهِ أُخْرَى فَإِذَا هُمْ قِيَامٌ يَنْظُرُونَ وَأَشْرَقَتِ الْأَرْضُ بِنُورِ رَبِّهَا وَوُضِعَ الْكِتَابُ وَجِيءَ بِالنَّبِيِّينَ وَالشُّهَدَاء وَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ وَهُمْ لَا يُظْلَمُونَ Allah speaks to us about the reality of the day of judgment. On that day, everything in existence will be lit. Not by the power of man. Not by the doing of nations. No, none of that. There will be no superpower. No strength. It'll be lit by the nur of Allah. And the books will be brought forward and everyone will be judged for what they did. And this powerful verse concludes by saying, وَوُفِّيَتْ كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَّا عَمِلَتْ وَوُفِّيَتْ كُلُّ نَفْسٍ مَّا عَمِلَتْ وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا يَفْعَلُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, every nafs will get to the fullest what its own hands have reaped. What have you done? What have you done? You'll get it in full. And Allah is best aware of everything you do. This very powerful spiritual disposition is how we should approach what's happening in Gaza now, brothers and sisters. It's one thing to talk about it from the standpoint of politics and, and change and society and what people need to be doing on the ground. But our yaqeen and belief is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who's directing everything. It's not any certain country that's, so to say, running the show. What does a roadmap for change look like for me as a person? How am I going to shift my priorities? Where am I going to get my strength from? Where am I going to invest my time in? Now that the masks of hypocrisy have been removed, what's really going to matter to me as a person? What really makes a difference for me in my personal life? How should I approach this, brothers and sisters? There's a beautiful question to ask ourselves. Because right now, as emotional fatigue might be settling in, we might be thinking about ajz. What is ajz? Ajz is inability. That's how we translate it. We might be thinking of, oh, how we're um, experiencing ajz individually. I can't do anything. I can't change the reality. We're experiencing ajz as an ummah. Many people will be saying this now. We are an ummah that is utterly helpless and hopeless. Many people might be thinking like this. But here the question is, هل حقيقه العجز عدم القدره على تغيير الواقع عاجلا او الخنوع عن مواجهته what is ajz we might think that it's for me to be simply unable to do something about what's happening. But is that really ajz? Is ajz my inability to change the status quo? Or my unwillingness to actually face it? Is ajz as, um, as an emotional experience? 
something that's faced inwardly or outwardly, ajz, inability. Is it an inward reality or an outward one? If we look at the words of our beloved Prophet and we consider what he وسلم, had to go through with the companions, we'll get a lot of guidance on this. Prophet وسلم, says in the hadith, Al-Mu'min, Al-Qawi, Khayrun, wa habbu ila Allah min al-Mu'min al-Da'if, wa fi kullin khayr, ihlis ala ma yanfa'uk, wasta'in billah, wa la ta'jaz. Prophet وسلم, he says, the strong believer is better than the weak one. And there's goodness in both. And then he says, be keen on what benefits you. And then he says, وَاسْتَعِنْ بِاللَّهِ Seek assistance in Allah. And don't ever allow yourself to feel ajz. So is ajz and inability something that is in my hands or something imposed upon me? This hadith tells us it's something in our hands. No matter what the condition on the outside is in alam al-shahada. Our weakness in terms of organizing, in terms of making a decision politically, in terms of gathering numbers. That's not what defines ajz. Ajz is something inside me that I allow to take grip of my heart. There's another hadith that shows us this too. When the Prophet ﷺ entered on Sayyidina Abu Umama. And he was in the masjid, and he looked depressed. He looked depressed. He's a companion of the Prophet ﷺ. This is how we should heal ourselves from these emotions. Wahan and weakness, that's something I allow to settle in my heart. It's not something imposed on me that I can't break out of. It's something that I allow inside me. So he said, Mali Araka. Why? Why are you sitting here? Why do you look so depressed? What's going on? So then he said to the Prophet ﷺ, I feel overpowered by my circumstances. A lot of debt, a lot of problems, a lot of concerns. I just feel overwhelmed by it. And then the Prophet ﷺ taught him the dua that we say. A famous dua in which we seek refuge in Allah Azza wa Jal from certain inward realities. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-hammi wal-hazan. Wa'udhu bika min al-ajzi wal-kasal. I seek refuge in you. From grief and concern and from inability and laziness. All of these inward realities, feelings on the inside. And then he goes on to say, وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنَ الْجُبْنِ وَالْبُخْلِ I seek refuge in you from cowardice. Cowardice is something that people feel on the inside. They could have whatever weaponry, whatever power, whatever support they want on the outside. But true courage or cowardice are things that people embrace inside of them. Regardless of their outward realities. And that's what Ghazza is teaching us. Brothers and sisters, brothers, brothers and sisters, were there pockets in history where the Ummah had to endure such difficulties that we're going through right now? The answer to this takes us back to the time of the Prophet. 
That's why answering this question that I asked about ajz and inability is so critical. When we look at a certain point in the life of the Prophet and the companions, as they were experiencing torture and ta'zeeb, and they were having to deal with the oppression of the oppressors, of the kuffar of Quraysh, we have so many power, with so many powerful stories to reflect on. When we think of Bilal, radiallahu anhu, dealing with the torture of his oppressors, who was more ajiz? Who was more incapable? Bilal or those oppressing him? The hadith tells us that Bilal would have to endure them taking him out to the desert, tying him up and putting him on the ground of the desert and putting a stone on his chest. He would refuse and he'd say, Ahadun Ahad. Allah is one, Allah is one. And then he would, he would say after this, If I knew something that would hurt you more, I would have said it too. Bilal. Who's more incapable, Bilal or the one torturing him? Wallahi, it's the one torturing him. When you think of the story of Al Yasir and the family of Yasir, and the Prophet ﷺ would pass by them as they're being tortured. And the parents of Ammar were tortured to death. Sumayya, the first shahida, the first woman martyr in the history of Islam. And the only thing the Prophet ﷺ could say was, Sabran ala Yasir fa Be patient, O family of Yasir. Your, your appointment is in Jannah. Would anyone ever dare say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was ajiz and incapable at this point in history? La, kalla, wallahi, he was not. The Prophet sallallahu teaches us golden lessons through these realities. Success, growth, needs sacrifice, needs patience, needs endurance. Us being incapable of changing the status quo does not mean that the status quo will remain supreme. We should never allow ourselves to think that for a moment. Abadan. Wallahi, the price that the Ummah of Muhammad is paying today in Gaza and in elsewhere will all lead to fruition when a new growth happens for the Ummah of Muhammad and we're able to break out of true ajz. What is true ajz? True inca incapability is buying into the web of lies, buying into hypocrisy, depending on material strength, when everyone knows history is the graveyard of oppressors. How many nations have risen and fallen and history only gives them mention, but their power obsolete, gone. Nothing more than that. That's ajz, brothers and sisters. So as emotional fatigue comes in, remember this. The Prophet ﷺ said this to Khabbab ibn al-Arat in this time period, in the Meccan time period. Khabbab ibn al-Arat, he came to the Prophet ﷺ. 
فإذا حديث الشكونة إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو متوسد بردة له في ظل الكعبة فقلنا له ألا تستنصر لنا ألا تدعو الله لنا He said to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم Won't you make dua for us? You're a prophet. Your dua is answered. Won't you seek victory for us? Do something. Then the Prophet sat up and he said to them very clear words. This is all meant by design. Not by the design of the people with the tanks, the people who are capable of doing airstrikes, and the people who are capable of demolishing buildings, the true terrorists of the world. It's not by their capability. The Prophet said, This is by design. Prophet he said, People had to endure immense trials to the point where they would sacrifice their lives for the values, principles they believe in. That's the cost of Iman. That's the cost of bringing true success. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is dominant over his affairs. But most people don't know. Wallahu ghalibun ala amri. Walakinna akthara nasi la ya'lamun. Wa akhir da'wan alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ud'u Allah wa antum mukinuna bil ijabah. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد أشرف الخلق وسيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون أما بعد brothers and sisters history is rich with lessons history repeats itself history shows us what happens to oppressors and what happens to the oppressed history shows us the realities of truth and falsehood and what the outcome of affairs will look like for truth and what will look like for falsehood. Palestine has come a long way. Has come a long way from Al-Wathiq Al-Umariya. It's come a long way from the Umarian Charter when Sayyidina Umar first entered it and brought peace to it. If a person wants to maintain their power, the way to do that is by implementing justice is by bringing peace. That's why the history of the Ummah Muhammad of Muhammad brought forth to humanity Al-Adlu Asasul Mulk. Justice is the foundation of leadership. Sayyidina Umar, when he came to Jerusalem, he didn't bring bloodshed. He brought peace. And the Wathiqa says, he says, the very beginning of it, it's a long charter, it says, this is the peace that Islam, that Umar has brought to the people of Ilya, the people of Jerusalem, Bayt al-Maqdis. May Allah free and liberate al-Aqsa during our lifetimes. May Allah free. Bayt al-Maqdis and Jerusalem in our lifetimes, brothers and sisters. He said, this is the peace that Umar has brought for those who reside in it upon themselves and their families and upon their churches and upon their crosses. That's what Islam does. Islam builds, doesn't demolish. 
No, in fact, some of the fascist ideologies of our time, among them is Zionism, are all about warmongering. Capitalism has proven to be a source of warmongering in our times. War after war after war. Millions and millions of people died in this past century because of the warmongering of people with, with vast military capabilities. Brothers and sisters, the promise of the Prophet ﷺ is true. And we believe in it. That تَزَالُ طَائِفَةٌ مِنْ أُمَّةِ عَلَى الْحَقِّ ظَاهِرِينَ لِعَدُوِّهِمْ قَاهِرِينَ لَا يَضُرُّهُمْ مَنْ خَالَفَهُمْ إِلَّا مَا أَصَابَهُمْ مِنْ لَأْوَاء حَتَّى يَأْتِيَهُمْ أَمْرُ اللَّهِ وَهُمْ كَذَلِكَ is our belief. The people of Palestine in عالم الغيب are not the people that are oppressed. There are people that are resilient and dominant over their oppressors. That's in Alam al-Ghayb. Alam al-Shahada. Yeah, they could build all the walls they want. They could build all of the illegal settlements they want. They could demolish all the buildings they want. They won't be able to demolish the heart of Iman. They won't be able to do that. The Prophet ﷺ says that there will remain a group in those lands. Bayt al-Maqdis, he singled it out and mentioned it. They will remain over their oppressors. They will remain resilient in the face of their oppressors. Nothing will hurt them except the afflictions or the trials that have come their way until the affair of Allah comes and they are in those sta that state. Brothers and sisters, if we look at history, there are many points in history that the ummah has been outwardly in a very frail, frail state. We've seen this even in Bayt al-Maqdis in history. The rallying call of the Ummah of Muhammad Blood has shed in those lands for many, many points and pockets in history. But the Ummah of Muhammad always proves resilient. Always ends up overcoming the falsehood of their detractors and their oppressors. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to see this in our times and allow us to truly develop a roadmap for change that will lead us there. As individuals and as a community, may Allah truly make us strong as a community, where we begin to put pressure on those who want to use us and take advantage of us. May Allah guide us to put a roadmap for change that really allows us to call to truth and be strong upon truth. To be committed to truth inwardly and outwardly. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make what's happening in Gaza and Palestine a roadway for immense change for humanity as a whole. Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb, wa ma thalika ala Allahi bi'aziz. Allahumma filana warhamna, wa'afina wa'afu anna, wa tajawaz an sayyatina. Allahumma fili saghirina wa kabirina wa dhakarina wa unthana wa shahidina wa ghaibina. Allahumma nahiyaytahu minna fa'ahihi ala al-eeman. ومن أمته منا فأمته على الإسلام اللهم اجعل خير عمرنا آخرة واجعل خير عملنا خواتمة واجعل خير أيامنا يوما نلقاك فيه وانت راض عنا آمين آمين وآخر دعوان الحمد لله بالعالم وأكم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر شدوا لا إله إلا الله شدوا أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح 
قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله استقيموا يرحمني يرحمكم الله الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا زلزلت الأرض زلزالها وأخرجت الأرض أثقالها وقال الإنسان ما لها يومئذ تحدث أخبارها بأن ربك أوحى لها يومئذ يصدر الناس أشتاة ليروا أعمالهم فمن يعمل مثقال ذرة خيرا يره ومن يعمل مثقال ذرة شرا يره الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعاديات طبحا فالموريات قدحا فالمغيرات صبحا فأثرن به نقعا فوسطن به جمعا إن الإنسان لربه لكنود 
وإنه على ذلك لشهيد وإنه لحب الخير لشديد أفلا يعلم إذا بعثر ما في القبور وحصل ما في الصدور إن ربهم بهم يومئذ لخبير الله سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله before leaving and before praying صلاة السنة please today إن شاء الله in our مساجد we agree to collect inshallah more fund and more support to our brothers and sisters in Gaza. You know the situation there, so we have to support the organizations that they are working now as much as they can. May Allah bless them, may Allah. So please, everybody, you have to do something. You have